Welcome to BSD Talk, number 46. It's Friday, May 19, 2006. We just have an interview, so we'll go straight to it. Well, today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with David Gwynn, and he is an OpenBSD developer. So I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Uh, this year you were at BSD Can. I unfortunately couldn't make it. So I was wondering first if you could an- answer some general questions about BSD Can. What was the experience like for you? How long were you there? The general attendance, talks, social events, generally how you thought it went. To be honest, my biggest impression of BSD Can was coming through U.S. Customs on the way. They held me up and looked a bit curious about all the equipment I had in my bag. But Also, the flight was pretty long coming from Australia. It was like a 12-hour flight from Tokyo, and I'd had about no sleep by the time I arrived in Canada. But yeah, it was fine. I haven't really been to many conferences, so I'm not sure how I'm supposed to compare it to other ones. Did you go to a lot of the social events? One or two of them. I mostly hung out with the other OpenBSD developers that were there, and we tend to do our own thing sometimes, but generally we went to the social events. How would you compare it to the hackathons? Extremely different, because at the hackathons it's more about small discussions where you're trying to solve a certain problem and you just sit and write code most of the time, while BSD CAN was very much a passive experience, I found. Apart from presenting, it was just sit and listen, basically. In between talks, it was good to be able to bounce ideas off people and such, but, yeah, it's a world of difference. And what did you speak about at BSD CAN? The talk I did was on sensors and bio in OpenBSD. Sensors are basically just anything environmental about your system and the levels of redundancy that your hardware has. Like if you have three power supplies and one of them goes offline, the census framework is there to report it. And bio is about managing your RAID sets. It's a very basic level of management, but it's at least some management and doesn't rely on any vendor tools to do it. Uh, from you know, In your opinion, how mature do you think these are? The census framework has been there since 3.4 or 3.5, and we inherited it via NetBSD. I think Grange did the work to bring it in, but it's only been in the last six or eight months that we've actually really tried to write drivers for it and bring it up to speed. To be honest, it is a bit raw still. It needs a lot of work, and we're looking at that. Bio is totally homegrown. It's only been around for since the last hackathon, and it's proved it's remarkably usable. It's, yeah, it just works. But yeah, sensors need some work, especially in the user land part. The sensors daemon need to rewrite, basically. Yeah, one of the issues I've had with the sensors is it, it does a wonderful job of uh, listing fans and other things, but I'm not sure which fan is which, you know, in the sense of mapping what you get out of syscontrol with the actual devices on the board, but I guess that's a problem no matter what. It depends on which hardware you have in your system. On a lot of the desktop and the lower-end server stuff, they have these very standard chips that can be hooked up in a variety of ways. So people will stick in just this really, really dumb chip in and hook it up to temperature sensors. And all we know about that chip is that it has four fans on it. So we enumerate them, fan one, two, three, and four. 
But if you go up to the higher end of the spectrum in, of hardware and into discovery realm, you can actually query the hardware for the names of devices, and that's what we present in the CCTL tree. So if you look at ESM or IPMI, for example, it'll actually say baseboard, fan 1, or power supply 2, or something like that. So we do our best, but at the low end, we can't tell what it's physically plugged into, so we just say what it is hooked up to, not where and, it is. And OpenBSD is actually ported to a variety of platforms. Are the uh, bio and sensor frameworks across all those platforms, or are they mostly for particular platforms? A lot of these sensor drivers appear on i386 and AMD64, so that's where most of the drivers are. But the framework is enabled on all the architectures, and I know of at least five that have specific drivers for those machines. So, On top of that, we have SCSI devices that report temperatures and things. They're the SAFTI and SES enclosures, and they, any machine with SCSI that you can plug these into will have sensors appear in the CCTL tree. Bio, on the other hand, we only support the mega raids at the moment with the Bio framework, and they only run on i386 and AMD64, so at the moment that's the only architecture that has Bio support. It is quite easy to add to other machines, but we just haven't had the controllers there to need it yet. And what was the situation before Bio? What problem were you overcoming? Before Bio, all the RAID controllers in the tree presented themselves as SCSI drivers, which meant all you got from the controller was the logical disk that looked like a SCSI disk, and that was it. If a disk in the RAID set died, there was absolutely no way for you to tell it from software. You actually had to go into the machine room and look for flashing lights or something like that or a beeping controller. I know of one administrator who sent his juniors in twice a day just for that purpose into the machine room to walk around and look for lights and sounds. A problem we were trying to solve is we want to be able to detect a degradation in the rate status via software so you can get a, an alert via email or something like that. And we want to be able to repair that rate set from the software as well. That's the whole point of the rate API we've set up. And this is all hardware read. How do you feel the software read is doing in OpenBSD? It's a bit neglected. We have two pseudo RAID drivers. There's RAID Frame, which again we got from NetBSD, but it's extremely large and needs to be cut down. NetBSD has done a lot of work in that area, I think, but we just haven't pulled it in yet due to lack of interest from our developers. CCD is an extremely lightweight RAID solution. It does mirroring and striping only, though, but it lacks some smarts about how to deal with failures in the hardware, so it's not that appropriate either. I would definitely prefer to have a hardware controller than use either of those software solutions. Why do you think there's been a lack of development on the software rate? Is it because hardware rate is just considered the more elegant solution, or is it just a matter of time? Everything's a matter of time. I'd be happy to work on it if I had free time to do it in. So we need to get some wealthy sponsor to uh, give you a full-time job at working at RAID. I'd love a sugar money. Yes. <laughs> and some other work you've done is also some USB work. I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, my first contribution to OpenBSD was bringing in USB to support. And I kept submitting diffs that fixed things up, and eventually I got burdened with the responsibility of committing them myself. So that's how I started in OpenBSD is in the USB stack. And how much experience had you had in the BSDs or Unix prior to that? My very first Unix install was a Linux back in 
96 or 97 and I installed it and booted up and got a prompt and didn't know what to do from there so I turned back to my Windows desktop and kept working but when I started uni we needed a Unix at home so we could do some of the coursework and I was looking around at the same time for something that I could share the internet with and I could just understand the documentation in OpenBSD so much better than the how-tos and the poor documentation that was in Linux. I don't know why I didn't pick FreeBSD or NetBSD at the time. I just think OpenBSD appealed to me, and it sort of developed from there. Since then, I've actually managed to work on a lot of different Linuxes, all the BSDs, and have some Solaris boxes at work that I have to look after as well. So... Yeah, I enjoy working with Unix. It's quite satisfying. And do you think your coursework at the university prepared you for the programming environment of the open source world? Yes and no. I one of the first subject I did at uni was programming in C, and the second semester was advanced programming in C, and third semester was programming in C++. So I did learn the basics at university, but I didn't learn good programming practices at university. It's only because of my exposure to OpenBSD that I believe I can write good code. So university sort of helped me push me along the path, but it was a very poor foundation in terms of code quality. I think a lot of people are always asking what they can do to help and you know how best to learn programming. And I imagine it can be pretty intimidating to try and jump right into programming, you know, on something like OpenBSD. So I didn't know what your advice might be to beginning programmers as to where they might want to start. My advice is find something that really annoys you and try to solve it and to read other people's source code. It's easy to find textbooks that teach you how to program in C, so learning the basics of program flow and how to use the preprocessor and stuff should be easy, but reading good code and using it as a basis for your own work is very, very important, I think. And I think that's a problem outside the OpenBSD project because I see a lot of bad code and a lot of people reading it and writing more bad code based on it when there are so many more good examples out there that they could be learning from and then they should be able to write good code because that's what they're used to. So what mix of systems do you work on at home? Are you exclusively OpenBSD or do you have other things that you play with and work on? It's a hard one to answer. It's changed over the years. I used to have a Windows desktop until about a month ago when the hard disk died, and I just haven't bothered repairing it. So at home, all my machines are OpenBSD except for a laptop, which runs MacOS. But over the years, I've had a Linux desktop for my sister and supported FreeBSD on another desktop at one point. So it really depends on what I'm doing. And were someone to come to you, you know, I'm, I'm sure it varies by person, but you know, your average end user... Do you think that uh, OpenBSD or the BSDs is something you could recommend on the desktop? And I guess as a second question, if a business was coming to you looking for a server, do you think OpenBSD or the BSDs would be something you could easily recommend? Um, it very much depends on what the user wants to do. My definition of a desktop is something that I can SSH from, has a web browser, and I can play MP3s on. So OpenBSD is extremely suitable as a desktop in that situation. But um, other users might want to do like audio editing or vector graphics or something like that, and I'm just not aware of what the tools are like in the open source world for those. So in those situations, I'd recommend something like Mac OS or Windows, but that's just me. Other people would will get quite upset when they hear that. Now, I would recommend OpenBSD on the server because apart from calendaring support in Exchange, it just works as a back-end to 
any type of network I've worked in. And your development environment is always something I ask, uh, you know, your editor and preferred languages. So maybe you could describe a little bit about how you do your day-to-day programming. At work, I do a lot of work in Perl and some work in C. I do all my editing in Vi, and I think Screen is the second most important piece of software that's ever been written. So, yeah, it's pretty basic. Just Vi make Screen, basically, in whichever language I'm using at the time. Any other topics you want to talk about today? Um, within the OpenBSD development community, I actually find it extremely supportive and very encouraging. One thing I really, really like about the OpenBSD community is if you say you have a bug, they will take you seriously and they will try and find it with you and they will track it down and fix it. I found bugs in software that's in ports and I've contacted the upstream maintainer and they say it just works for me and that's it. That's the end of the bug report for them. It just seems weird that they don't want to improve their software. I mean, I'm obviously having a problem and I can reproduce it, but if they can't reproduce it, then that's the end of the line for them, which is very different to how OpenBSD deals with things. Well, I want to thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thanks for talking to me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. If you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 46.